highlight of your day? Probably grabbing the cup of coffee from 7-Eleven this morning, getting that first sip in. Mm. It was early and I needed it. <laughs> there is something to be said about that first cup of coffee in the morning just to get your blood flowing. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I think about when I'm driving into work, too. Is it? Yep. <clears throat> or do you stop for coffee? I don't stop. I drive right here. Oh, that's right. We have coffee in the kitchen. Yeah, you don't have to worry about stopping for coffee. I mean, unless it's your thing and you, I mean, there are some really good uh, coffee shops in convenience stores. I don't know if you've driven, like gone on long road trips around the country or anything, but. Not really. No? Want you, to. You've gone on a road trip, right? Yeah, yeah I have. How, what's the furthest road trip you've taken? To Idaho. Really? Oh, Idaho. Where, where did you go? So we went to, we were just in Boise. We were on the border of Oregon and Idaho. And then my mom had a friend who had an, uh, a cabin on a lake. I was nine at the time. Nine? I was little. But we went to the cabin. And I remember they lived in Oregon, but it was right there on the border right next to Boise. So we could go in and out of Oregon and Boise was like super close. Boise is beautiful. It really is. I, I only got to drive through just a portion of it, but Idaho is just gorgeous. Idaho Falls is, uh, have you guys been there? No, I haven't. Mm. No, I haven't been since I was a little kid. Yeah, it's really, really pretty. A lot less rules, a lot, a lot more lax, but it's also really clean. Did you notice that, where all the cities were pretty clean? No, I was nine. <laughs> like I said, it was a while ago. Come on, man. I know. To, to, no, I'm just joking. No, I don't remember. I remember going to the mall there. And winning Pokemon <laughs> cards out of the little machine. <laughs> were you a Pokemon head? No, I wasn't too much into it. My friends were. And the kid I was with was really into it. The like your girlfriend? No, no. His name was his name was Keenan. Oh, the dude did you that you went on the tro- the road trip. Yeah, my mom went to go visit her old friend and she had two kids. So we got to go hang out with her. And then she had a boyfriend who had a kid too. Ah. That's what yeah. <laughs> How old are you again? Thirty? I, I will be thirty, yeah, in about a month. Uh huh. Wait. So are you, are you like a are you like a Christmas baby or something? Yeah, week before. Really? Mm-hmm. Does it suck having no. a birthday so close to Christmas? Absolutely not. Really? Yeah, because everybody gives you cash. No one wants to go out and shop for you. See, I think that's the best gift of all: exactly. gift cards and cash. Yep. And then if they feel lazy, they get me a bigger gift because they say, <laughs> "Oh, it's for both Christmas and your birthday." Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. So it's like a bonus gift. Exactly. Early. Right on. I, I, I've heard it the other way. I've heard that it sucks to have your birthday around Christmas or even I, after it would be even worse because everybody's already spent their money and nobody wants to save your gift for you. You're going to get it on Christmas. So um, that's how I've that's how I've heard it. So it's it's good to hear that your your victory birthday is, is unaffected. Your, your victory. Your birthday is unaffected. Victory. <laughs> Ugh, I'm dyslexic. It's all this training I've been doing. It's all good. Oh, by the way, I appreciate it. Uh, I should probably introduce you. This is Kyle. Welcome, Kyle. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, you are uh, quite a good Padawan to have around here. I think that um, people that don't know, uh, I've been trying to give part of my job away because it's 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 one of these things that I just have a hard time letting go because I'm a perfectionist and I'm really anal about things. And I'm sure that uh, I'm, we're going to get deeper into the, the my inability to teach here in a little bit but um it'll be interesting to to learn about Kyle because he's going to be basically my 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 mini me which is funny because you're like i don't know like a quarter bigger than me i mean you're only like a couple inches right 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm six four. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Pushing over four? maybe two fifty. I don't know. See, I'm okay. So I'm like five ten, a modest five ten. I'm probably like five nine and three quarters um, because I slouch. But I think that I don't really. I can't. You don't feel like you're a big dude around me. Like you just have this. You have this really calming presence, and and it's been a pleasure to have you around. Well, thank you. Um, how did you? get here I, I i just showed up one day and you were here and it was like surprise but maybe you could tell people where you came from uh, before here all right so it all started i was living in hawaii at the time this is in 2015 2016 you were living in hawaii i was i was living in oahu and eva beach that is my that's my spot is it <laughs> oh my I, so i gotta show you okay i'll show you where i stayed the last time i stayed in this like plantation home and it had its own private beach and it's it's beautiful. This little niche of Oahu is like really small town feel, but not not weird and not like uh, very. It's not as touristy as the rest of the island. That's for sure. Um, so, how long did you live there? It was very short lived. It was only ten months. I had to come back. Um, my dad had given me a call and said, "Hey, I need you to rethink your living situation." Really? So I, I had moved back home. Yeah, things weren't going so good back uh, in the Sacramento area. Gotcha. Family. So, um, so what brought you there? What brought you to Hawaii? And what did you experience, like island fever, or did you did you uh, did you kind of freak out being on there? You know, I did have a. I moved out there with a friend, and uh, he had a spare bedroom, and then I had an aunt that had lived out there most of her adult life. So it was a little comforting to go visit her once in a while. But as far as island fever goes, yeah, after the third month there, it was weird. I did not like being surrounded by just ocean. I missed mountains and snow and, you know, desert. Yeah, but there's plenty of terrain around there, but I but it gets in your head, though, right? It does. I, I, feel, like, I feel like I'm talking tough and be like, well, of course, I'm not going to get island fever. It's beautiful. It's paradise. And, and But I could sense that, that impending closing in feeling, knowing that there's there's no plane ride back home planned yet, or, you know, there's there's no end in sight. So I'm just stuck here on this little island. Um, and, and traveling to the other islands isn't really, doesn't really do much because you're just going to another island. And isn't it kind of expensive to island hop? Isn't it like, what, 200 bucks? Yeah, it was something like that. I think it was 164 to go to Kauai. That's not so bad, but it's also, you know, you're living on Hawaii, so you're probably pinching pennies as it is. I actually did okay. Really? Yeah. What did you do out there? I bartended. No shit. That's awesome. That was fun. Oh, man. I would, and, oh, that's so cool. So this is back in 2015. Yeah, 2015. It was December 2015, and then 2016 came rolling around, and I moved back home that October. It's like I was in time to come to Aftershock. We're going to have to talk. Oh, is that what brought you back? Or no, your family did, but that was just in time for after. Yeah, it was three days before. Oh, nice. Got some tickets. <laughs> I was there. What was the line up there? The 25th? I think that was um, that was the off. No. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I think it was Aussie? No, it was the year before that. Tool. It was the first time Tool was there, I think. I yeah, can't it remember. Was, it was the first time Tool was there. Slayer, Primus, Meshuga, Pretty Reckless, Anthrax. And then uh, Day... The Saturday was uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Oh, no, sorry. Sunday was Avenged Sevenfold, Corn, Disturbed, Pussifer, Chevelle, Ghost. Oh, that was when I interviewed Ghost. I got to I got to stand up on stage uh, and, and interview. Do you know who Ghost is? Yeah, I know who Ghost is. I was, I was able to interview, and I think it was Tobias, the lead singer. I, I'm convinced because he's the one that does all the press stuff, but he was wearing the mask, and it was oh. super fucking loud out there. <laughs> so trying to interview a guy who's in a mask, and like there's music playing in the background. It's like, so what? What? 
What made you want to use this concept for this album? <laughs> I, and I, I ate up every minute of it, though, because it was just so cool to be be right there. And um, I think that like there were some 98 Rock guys there, but they had no idea about the band. And I was like, I love this fucking band. And I just discovered them uh, just a couple of months before this show, actually. I saw their uh, performance on the Stephen Colbert show, his his late night show. And it was creepy. It was it was all Halloween and gothic and theatrical. And I I'm I think I'm I think I got a, a subject here. I gotta I gotta write this down. I'm sorry. Quick thought. Quick thought. Quick thoughts with quick Brandon. Thought. Yes. Um. Sorry. Getting back to that. But everybody's looking around like who's ghost and and I raised my hand. I know who ghost is. So they put me up there and it was really awkward too because I kept following him around as he was taking pictures with fans and, and other station station people. You were a shadow of a ghost? I was. <laughs> I really was because I was like, "Hey mister, could I get a picture with you?" And, and 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 he said, "Oh yeah, just wait a minute." And then it turned into this whole thing and then he had like a bodyguard that was dressed up like he was one of the one of the cathedral people that uh because it's all theatrical. It's all satanic, ritualistic, but their shows are fucking awesome. Yeah, man, they did put on a good performance. They reminded me a lot of Kiss, so. Kiss, I got to ask you about this. So I've seen your office, which by the way. Oh, it gets worse. You're settled in. You're settled. It gets worse than that? Yeah. I, okay, I believe it because it's Kiss. But so, dude, you've been working here for a couple of weeks, like just kind of slowly ramping up here. And we got you a nice, nice cush corner office, which is pretty snazzy, right? Lovely. I love it. I love that office. So you are uh, decking it out and it looks really good. It's actually, it's actually uh, putting me to shame because you got to admit, like I've been pretty scattered around here, like in the studio. This is basically my office, but it's a little bit better than when you first got here, right? It's tidied up nicely. Yeah. And because I don't have like my cups laying around and my old food things. And I've been trying to be tidy for, for the, uh, for the new guy because He's going to be helping me uh, with some of the most important stuff here. So, um, but your office is immaculate. Well, I haven't settled in yet. Really? So there's more. Like you're bringing more of the kiss stuff. Because... I don't know about more. I think I should keep it to a tame level. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is your home away from home, so you can do whatever you want with it. But so, kiss. The... Where does this start for you? It starts when I was five years old. I asked for a um, Backstreet Boys CD for Christmas. Um, my dad caught wind of that and said, oh, <laughs> hell no, and um, took me to Dimple Records at the time, and um, he showed me a few videos online about Kiss, and I saw, you know, Paul Stanley smashing his guitar, Ace really shooting fireworks out of it, and, you know, Gene Simmons doing the blood thing, and um, I was really attracted to Gene Simmons' dragon boots, so, I mean, nice. I even got him tattooed. Right oh, here. Yeah. shit. Look I have a that. tattoo. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the cover art picture for the episode. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Sweet, dude. So what? Who's your so who's your favorite Kiss member? I like Ace Freely the most, but Gene Simmons' attitude wins because Ace Freely's kind of a loser. Really? Yeah. All right. I have no idea what you're talking about because I'm not that big of a Kiss fan, but I respect Kiss fans because they're so loyal. Like, how, so how many Kiss shows have you been to? It was my first concert. I was eight years old. It was him, Ted Nugent, Skid Row. And then I saw them two other times after that. So this explains some of the influence behind uh, a few of the songs that you've been putting in for Trouble Trouble, right? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Is this your roots? Like classic rock is, is pretty much your root? Yeah, 80s hair metal, absolutely. Nice. Your, your butt rock is what I was grown up on. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Is it, uh, so Ghost is kind of in that butt rock arena, right? 
Yeah, it kind of fits. Yeah, they, they, they kind of tr- they're trying to traverse their way. Over sure, there. I need to listen to more of them. I've only heard their one popular song that was something Hammer. I can't remember. Oh, Square Hammer. Square Hammer. Yeah, yeah. there's some really good ones, especially on the new new album. Here, so if you, uh, I'll give you a kiss. I'll give you a ghost song to listen to. You give me a kiss song to listen to. All right, that's fair. Do you want to like Rochambeau to see who gets to pick first? You can go first. Okay, cool. Save the best for last, like the finale. <laughs> no, I just didn't want to go first. I had to think of a song. <laughs> All right, so this is off their new album. It is, uh, well, not their, yeah, their newest album. I've seen them probably four times since I discovered them in 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, they they toured like crazy, which which sucks because this is just one of those super active bands that just toured the world every single week, every single of of the year, except for two. And they were, they were on this roll and they've done like different concepts for every album. And I think like with all the theatrics that you would, you would dig it because of kiss and everything. But this is my favorite song off their new album. I have heard this. you a taste i got it it's good it's heavy yeah i like it all right give me a kiss song real quick beth oh i love beth we used that for uh <laughs> we used uh that for i think it was a trouble trouble when we were actually giving away kiss tickets back in the day i only We're, use it because it goes off the grid with them it's not their style but you really? know peter chris made this song for his mom when she passed away really and it's catchy it's good it gets stuck in the head What it is, I know he plays on the piano and we just and can't out roses the crowd. Just a few more hours, and I'll be right home to you. I think I hear the calling. Oh, Beth, what can I do? Beth, what can I do? You say you feel so empty. You're a softie, aren't you? Yeah, totally. <laughs> if the song sounds good, I like it. Yeah, no, I get it. I have a few guilty pleasures, which, by the way, did you ever get that Backstreet Boys album? Yeah, my mom got it for me. It was a stocking stuffer that same year for Christmas. You <laughs> uh, bet your dad was thrilled. Dude, I karaoke Backstreet Boys sometimes. I really? Yeah, absolutely. What's your favorite Backstreet Boys song to karaoke? I want it that way. Oh, really? Okay. It's the only one I know how to sing in public. <laughs> so I got I I so NSync was that band for me when I was so it's a uh, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Are we really having this conversation right now? So I, I had a thing for this album, the 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 no strings attached one with like uh, bye 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 and um you know 
uh, Friday night and, you know, all those other classics. <laughs> Do you remember the wars of what was better, in sync or Backstreet Boys? Yeah, those yeah. are the days. I was team Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Oh, my God. You are my fire. You are my fire. Yeah, they are all still performing pretty well. Are they really? No, I they, they did a whole Vegas thing. Oh, stop. Oh, are they really? I saw them in Vegas like last year. I would go see them. Yeah. I, would. Oh, I think they'd be a great show, and, and, and Sync would be really good as well, but I'm sorry. That was a choppy ending. You don't want to do that. <laughs> see, I've been training him lately. So, speaking of which, oh, yeah. How has the training been going uh, so far, in your opinion? So. I mean, so far, so good. I mean, when you showed me the editing and everything on how to do the, the treble treble and the master of movies, kind of uh, something I was already doing back at the other radio station. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of very nice to be like, okay, I've got something I know how to do. Um, I'm still a little intimidated by the equipment in the main studio in that back room. It's pretty big. Yeah. But you'll be able to take it. Yeah. I think as soon as I get in here full time and I'm here every day, it's going to be secondhand nature to me. Yeah, for sure. It's It's a different animal when... You just walk in and you're looking at everything. But once you start using it, it's it starts to become like a, an appendage, which it's not a very, uh, it's kind of bulky. You know, it's not something you want sticking off of your skin for too long. You might want to get it checked out. But um, yeah, just healthy management of distance and don't, I don't know what I'm talking about now, but um, how far is the training? Uh, have I been a good teacher i think one of the things that i've always struggled was explaining how to do this job um but do you feel like it's been a, ch- a challenge to, to no. understand no it's a, i feel it's actually i feel like a, in some ways maybe i need to be challenged more mm-hmm. i feel like i complete the work and i'm like okay what's next and yeah. i'm like okay i need to learn the simian thing i need to learn how to le- use all that equipment and start the show up and the board maybe and you know how it's all in program just it'll come yeah Totally. And that's, that's what I've actually noticed. And I don't want to, you know, inflate your ego too much. But the one thing that I have noticed is that you pick up on things really quickly, but you also correct things without me having to show you how, like at least maybe once it, you know, but that's all you need. Is it, is it, you don't need somebody with, uh, with, with training wheels to, guide you through the process because you kind of you came preloaded with your experience at, at another radio station but at the same time i see this this uh younger me in you and i think you've gotten a little bit further than where i was at that age um at least in maturity i think <laughs> i'm 30 i think you were in your younger 20s at that time weren't you <laughs> yeah, well yeah but you know when i was my even when i was 30 i think i was still a little bit too far behind where i should i should have been but anyway I digress. It's been a pleasure, and I think that uh, it's going to be really fun to to get to know you. Um, so far, uh, from the Backstreet Boys and the Kiss to uh, you know, <laughs> j- just you seem like a really wholesome dude. Knowing what you do on your you know in your other jobs, and I don't know how much you're going to want to share, um, but it's a really noble thing to be doing those types of jobs, and uh, I really respect that. Thank you. Um, but we didn't really finish. Your oh, yeah. your coming out story to radio. Uh, <laughs> what was uh, so you so you were in Oahu twenty sixteen. So you came back for aftershock. Yeah, I came back, and you know what was in Oahu, on Oahu. I realized what was important. You know, not living out in paradise. I mean, yeah, it's important. It's fun. Don't be wrong. It's beautiful. 
But I realized, you know, family's important. And then I had a, a degree in commercial music business from American River College, a little two-year. ARC. Yeah. So I was like, I have to do something to music. I have to. And I had applied at 98 Rock before I even moved to Hawaii. And um, I didn't even expect it. I move home. I'm there for like maybe two, three weeks. And I get a phone call from the promotions department at the time. Mm-hmm. Had no idea what a nightmare that was. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hey, we see you have experience in, you know, audio equipment because I had done sound and lighting with my dad and my uncle. And they were like, if you want to come in and do a thing with 98 Rock. And I was like, absolutely. So I did an internship with them, worked their promotion system. Sorry, very unprofessional of me. Oh, you're good. Oh, we should probably take a pause here for a second. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, so I was so rudely interrupted by a very uh, important work call, which, um, Kyle, you were saying that it's like the the stars are aligning, and I think that's absolutely true. (laughs) So cool. We're getting some uh, new equipment here at the studio pretty soon. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for letting me spend company money, but it's something we desperately need. We're we're using like a dinosaur. I don't want to get too technical, but... This is exciting, and you're going to be a part of it to help me put it together. Sweet. Yes. I hate instructions, so I hope you're good with instructions. No, no, I'm not. Awesome. So we're going <laughs> to... We can't put IKEA shit together together. We could never do it. I, I can't stand it. I can't stand reading the directions, and I get so angry. Oh, it came with directions? That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. They don't help. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, um, before we were so rudely interrupted, um, you know what I should do? I should like insert some like hold music in there for a couple of seconds, like oh, for 20 seconds. So it sounds like we were just away for 20 seconds. <laughs> Smoke break. I yeah. mean, <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh, do that. No, we don't do that. We just move the car. That's all we're doing. <laughs> um, so we were in Hawaii. We came back. You oh, were yes. uh, here for Aftershock. Yep. And... I think I was, I, I think I mentioned I was in the 98 Rock Promotions That's at the right. time. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So you had, um, you have a degree in uh, commercial, commercial music. music. Mm-hmm. I almost took that program. So I, do you feel like you are ready to work in the commercial music industry? No, absolutely not. Really? Um, <laughs> I, I can't stand working with musicians, to be honest. I mean, and if I had through that degree, they want you to manage the band, basically, and get them on a tour and have an album going basically be their babysitters right yeah i can point them in a direction on what they need to do do i want to do that absolutely not but was it easy and fun and i was doing sound and lighting with my dad and my uncle so Mm -hmm. it it fit at the time and it got me involved in the local music scene even though i myself wasn't really a musician really yeah what uh so what drew you to the local music scene initially uh, my dad was in bands, my uncle was in bands, and then the fact that I was doing the sound and lighting and music's just been in the family, so 
it was just kind of a go-to. It was like, all right, this sounds cool. And I couldn't make up my mind, dude. I was 23, 24, second time back in community college. That's, but it's such a fun job. Like if you can get your foot in anywhere and with anything, why not try to go to school? I actually looked into going to school at the the full, full sale uh, recording academy or something. It's out in Florida. Okay. Have you ever heard of that? I have not. No. It's super fucking expensive, uh, <laughs> but it's it's really cool because you get to use all this state of the art stuff, and you you work in these huge studios that, I mean, it, it paints the picture that it's like the most celebrity style experience of learning how to get into this career, and I, I don't know, it just obviously because it was so expensive. There's there's really no feasible way of of doing that. At least uh, for me, it wasn't, but. Um, there, there's something about the schooling part that o- has always confused me. And I think that unless you don't know, like somebody in your family or you, you're driven enough to like, you know, get your foot in the door somewhere, there's really no other place to start. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of unfortunate because I feel like the schooling, like the whole degree part of it is good, but I don't know if it's really that valuable when it comes to the industry. No. Um, not to say that you're not invaluable, no, I appreciate you're it. here, but, um, it's just something I've always been, you know, kind of confused about, but no, actually we had an internet radio station at the time too. It was, it was a rock radio station. If we had all the local bands in the area come to us. So that's, that kind of helped push the degree as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, it was nothing fancy. It was really easy to get good grades in. Yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun job or a fun subjects of course yeah. at least you were able to be creative right mm-hmm. and do you feel like that has just been something you've always wanted to do um at least just because of your influence from your family or what what bit you when you finally got in the door of uh of the radio station the, just the promotions department i got really lucky there was a a mentor by the name of andy hawk who kept me on the programming side of things and he kind of got me pushed into learning the equipment and doing board stuff like the board op work and everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how I stayed on. Otherwise, I would have been fired from promotions. Really? But yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was caught misbehaving a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have to tell you some horror stories another time. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <coughs> that's, where, that's where I got my start, too. Yep. So I got the, the, the programming side. And then um, when your guys' um, position opened up for the board operator position, um, I was the only one trained on how to do it. So Vince at the time asked me to come in and interviewed me and said, well, you can only, you're the only one who knows how to do it. If you want it, the job's yours. And I was starving for hours because I was no longer on promotions mm-hmm. and um, I jumped on it and then COVID hit and I was quote essential. Promotions is such a different job now than it was probably even just five years ago, but 10 years ago, it was more about like going out to places and in corners and street corners and yelling at people and saying, Hey, we are here. We have prizes. Yeah. And it seems so long ago, but it it really isn't in retrospect and how different things are today where we had like teams for each station. And now it's like a team for the whole. No, it it was still that way. Everybody was split up. It was more, um, I just didn't get along with management and promotions. It's really where it went down to. That's all right. Not, they're not for everybody. Right. Not supposed to be your friends. It's supposed to be your uh, bosses. It's, it's called work. It's not called hey, happy fun time, right? Although I guess we have happy fun time here. So yeah, I mean, there was a lot of happy fun time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're not here. We're not here to, to trash talk any no, anybody. No, no, but, no. But it's 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 just cool because you you're kind of taking the same little path that I that I took, and not 
and not because of, of any other reason, just your driven, uh, your drive to get you there, right? Yeah. I mean, I had no idea this door would op- open up. I mean, when it happened, I was I was shocked. I mean, if someone told me five years ago that, hey, you'd be working on the Rad Show, I'd be like, get out of here. lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not actually like in the building yet officially. So, you know, you still got some time here to, uh, to prove yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it is a trip when things happen that way, especially in this industry, because they it just blindsides you, you know, you don't really expect it. And then all of a sudden things just roll so fast. Um, similar thing happened when Nick came on. Did you know that Andy, Andy was a board op too? For yeah, the he show. was. Yes, I did. Yes. Yep. He was, uh, for, for quite some time. Uh, he was the guy yelling at me saying, you're off the air. Oh really? So you guys were commuting. I didn't know how long ago that was. Yeah, no, he, well, I've been here for 15 years, so I've pretty much seen a lot of it. Uh, but they, but Andy, and just a great dude. And working with uh, working with him on local licks was was that fun? Yeah, yeah, dude, that was a lot of fun. That was cool because I knew a lot of the local bands, and you know, my dad and my uncles were all tied into the scene too. So uh, that was really cool. Everybody started looking up to me and everything. So it was a big step. I got to go hang out at Powerhouse, and you know, every Wednesday and kick did, with the bands. Did uh, so? Did you ever like go in and, and do the show with him, or was it mostly at the events that you helped him out with? No, I, they didn't let me go on air. They they let somebody else do it, even when Andy was done with it. So I really, was, I was a little depressed. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, but that that is such a staple of Sacramento for sure. And I know I have a lot of friends that were in local bands that you probably hung out with. Uh, uh, did you ever hang out with the old Mulligans? I know who they are, but yeah. I didn't kick it with them. Yeah. No, well, they're good dudes. Michael Luna, the drummer, is a really good friend of mine. Um, and uh, so, what led to um, the? I don't know. Why do we have to be so formal? I'm like Wait trying on. to. I'm trying to be like Oprah <laughs> over here. What's your favorite part so far? Of, of the show. Of this show? Yeah. Of working with the show. Just kind of being in the environment, man. Just knowing, like, hey, I'm in. I'm part of this now. Like. Just being in the building, talking to you guys, like not admiring you as like celebs, like, you know, everybody else does just kind of being like one-on-one and personable and just knowing that I have that relationship and keeping that sacred. That's, that's what I like the most so far. Yeah. We, we do value, you know, the trust in the circle and, um, cause we're all have the same goal in mind is to do the best we can and have fun doing it. And you, you're coming in at a point where things are really Oddly enough, during these times, really starting to take off into a cool direction, and um, it's going to be it's going to be really cool to see what we can do. Um, just learning together, and I know that we, we have stuff that we're gonna we're gonna do. Like I have to show you how some of the things operate still, but while we're doing that, we're gonna basically rebuild it and and make it anew. And um, it's just been a lot of fun. So, is there anything else that, that you want to share about yourself? I mean, I feel like I've kind of steamrolled you a lot here. all right you put me on the spot now i gotta think that's <laughs> no, okay um, i don't know what's fun for people to learn about me so uh favorite color uh, oh what was that it was uh neon blue you said neon blue yeah. so why is it neon blue i like the i like the color of it i like the way it feels almost you know <laughs> it's more relaxing it's not so yeah i can see that um that was actually a weird question that i asked you kyle when i was uh i was actually picking out new Mouse, mice for each other and we were getting new wireless mouses for our computers and i wanted to know what his favorite color was and i didn't get neon blue it's like regular blue but... oh now i feel bad for not <clears throat> using that mouse 
Oh, you don't use it? No, oh, that's I, right. I, you I, gave I, it back. No, it's it's still here. It's a spare. It's it's yeah. here for whenever you need it. It's in my desk. Um, oh yeah, exactly. In the drawer. It's just a spare. So once you get pissed off at something like you know having to redo audio files all over again, you throw your mouse like I might have not done ever, <laughs> and uh, you just plug that bad boy in. But yeah, so uh, favorite color. Your favorite band is Kiss. It's probably Sublime. Actually, really? my first favorite band was Kiss. My favorite band of all time is Sublime. So you said you play guitar. A little bit by ear. I can't read music or, you know, um, I could do tab. You right? can you can sing? Uh, uh, sure. Maybe, no. <laughs> I wouldn't say. <laughs> so, you could, so you will karaoke uh, Backstreet Boys, but that's because it's like drunken karaoke, like having yeah, a good time, right? That's fun. I mean, I'll do it sober too, but yeah. Do I consider myself a singer? Am I ready to go record? Absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> All right. My my uh, karaoke song is uh, uh, Rebel Yell. Oh, Billy yeah. Isle. Billy um, uh, I try to do a Journey song. I try. But I always get I always get frustrated because it's the song that ends in na 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 at karaoke that at karaoke is annoying because yeah. you're just standing out there like a jackass swaying back and forth going na 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 na. Um, but I just love his voice and I always wanted to sound like him, but it's never gonna happen. Okay, so maybe a thing is yeah, I like to karaoke even though it's not out there as much anymore. All the bars are kind of closed and no one's allowed to breathe on a microphone in public right now. I miss karaoke. How are they going to do that? How are they going to flip that around? I don't know. I know somebody who's doing it right now on the DL, so. Oh, speakeasy karaoke. Yep. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's just going to start being a thing. I mean, it already is. It's just, I haven't heard about it because they're so secret. Come on, hit me up. Like, is there a guy? Oh, yeah, he's on, he's on guy? Facebook. I'll show you the link yeah. if you want. <laughs> Sweet. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, so your first concert was Kiss. Yeah, first concert was Kiss. My first concert was The Offspring. That's a good band. It's one of my yeah. favorite bands, actually. Top three. Really? Yeah, it was. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Uh, the opening band was uh, Living End. You remember that band? Nope. I never even heard of them, actually. They're a three-piece out of Australia where the uh, they, they play kind of rockabilly, but Brian, so it's like Brian Seltzer um, meets Green Day. Oh, you know that sounds I mean? right up my alley, actually. Stand-up bass. Ah, here we go. I'll, I'll give you a little I'll bust off a piece. A little piece. This was their their hit, uh, Prisoner of Society. I got this album from Quad 106.5. Oh my gosh, you do know Andy Hawk. You remember remember Quad? Yes. So Quad was like an alternative station back in the 90s and early 2000s, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were... I was 16 and I was at the state fair and and I wanted to go on the bungee jump. And my mom was there with me, and she was terrified. She didn't want to see me do the bungee jump. And it was only like 100 feet. It was just a little baby thing. Yeah, I've seen them, yeah. And I did that, and so the Quad 106.5 guys saw me, and they said, hey, come get a CD. Like, they just wanted to give me one for doing the skydive. And so I picked this one out, and it just I just got addicted to it. Stand-up bass. Oh, really? Oh, it's so good. This is one of those CDs that's good front to back. It's just their self-titled album. From All right, good to know. This sounds right up my alley. I would definitely give that a listen to. Yeah, that was good stuff. That was another good bad stuff. transition. I gotta, I gotta work on my my live edits here. Yeah. Well, at least you're good at editing, right? I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> we put together our first little promo together. How 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 was that? Did you like? Yeah, that, that was fun. That together. Yeah, I liked watching you do it and tell tell Rob I had creative input and I felt like I didn't. <laughs> 
you added the effect on uh on you you had the idea for Queenie's effect for the cheer. Oh, that's right. Yep. And you had the idea for the yeah, the crowd the noise. Yeah. yeah. See, those are those are nice little touches that I wouldn't have thought about. Okay, fair enough. See? I just take some good compliments. That was my biggest. I know. I'm just like, I'm new. That was <laughs> I didn't do all the work. <laughs> that was good stuff, though. Um, I think that's about it. I, I feel like this is kind of fizzling out. So I don't know if Fair I need to. Do I need a nap? Do you want a nap? I'm, I might need a nap. Um, I was going to have a, a little song play us out just because um, I just feel like it speaks to us. Not that song. Turn that one off. This is the song I wanted to play for you. Hit it! Oh, this God. This is a very sensitive <laughs> subject. I knew that I'd be safe because I'd never be alone. An evil doctor shouldn't speak aloud about his feelings. My hurt and my pain don't make me too appealing. I'd hope Scott would look up to me. Run the business of the family. Had an evil empire just like his dear old dad. Give him my love and the things I never had. Scott would think I was a cool guy. Return the love I have. Make me want to cry. Be evil. But have my feelings too. Change my life with Oprah and Maya Angelou. But Scott rejected me. Say la vie, life is cruel, treats you unfairly. Even so, a god there must be. Mini me, you complete me. That's you. Uh huh. Mini me. Yeah. Just me. cracked me up Good. honestly though man i i'm so grateful that you're part of the team um i and i hope that your time here is is just as um beneficial to you as it has been to me just in in life in general it's been so much fun and i don't want to give too much away but you sent off a, a really nice email which by the way has been the <laughs> only nice like compliment email that anybody has ever sent from uh from that company that's what i've heard ever and not to say that the people haven't been nice there, but nobody sends a note like that. And it was just so it was very touching. And I don't I don't want to give too much away. But honestly, that is the kind of stuff that sets you apart from others. And you're going to go far with that type of attitude. Thank you. As long as you keep it up, man. Yep, that was something I did learn that was important at that community college. There you there go. There was a business teacher's like, always write a thank you letter to your superiors. I was I, I got the feels one day. I was like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> well now, you know what? Don't I'm not a superior, I'm your peer here. Fair enough. Yeah, because this is this is what this type of job, and I'm I'm in, I'm trusting you with it, and I feel so relieved that you're gonna be one to kind of carry on the torch, if you will, from for this next chapter. So thank you so much, Kyle. Yeah, thank you. We're gonna get to know you a little bit more. We're gonna have you on <laughs> the air at the Rad Show and they're gonna probably give you shit for Kiss and and the Backstreet Boys, of course. Oh, that's but... fine. I'm ready for it. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. And we'll we'll have you on the podcast again, of course. Like there's plenty of stuff that we could do. But first I'm going to take a couple of weeks off of the broadcast after next week's episode. I have a couple of very special guests on next week's episode, and uh, I, I just can't wait to share everything that I have planned for the next year. But after next week's episode, taking a break, 
and I'm putting training on full gear to uh, to Kyle here so that we can uh, pump up for the next level. Yeah, Let's I'm ready. Thank you for having me, man. Right. Thank you, Kyle. Namaste, bitches. The Rad If we're going to be a director's cut of the Rad Podcast, this would be the version. Um, <laughs> Kyle and I were, were talking after the initial recording of of the podcast, and I feel like I, I kind of steamrolled you a little bit and didn't give you a chance to really expand on your experience with, with the Rad Show. So uh, how, how, when did you start listening to Rad Radio, and did you ever expect to work here? No, I never expected to work here. Like I said, man, like someone would have told me a few years ago, I'd be working on the station and for the show, I wouldn't have believed them. I really wouldn't have. So um, what was your first introduction to Rad Radio? I was probably eight or nine years old. And um, somebody I'm actually close to in my family, um, he was uh, at one of the live events back in the early days of Rad in the late 90s, kind of before your time. We did, well, we did the guy challenges, we did the va- uh, Valentine's Day shows, and we did a couple of other events, but I, I was on the tail end as a promotions guy uh, at those shows. Um, but I don't think I was at this one in particular. This one sounds a little bit before my time. Yeah, this is probably a year or two years into when the show started. I think it was 99. Nine, okay, so, yeah, so I was still I was still in middle school yeah, myself. Uh, so what, uh, was that your first exposure when, when you're this person that, that's close to you um, went to the show? Or? No, he told me later. Like when I got yeah. the job, he then told me this story. Oh, so this is just recently. This, this he is told very you. recent. And this is a little bit, uh, probably would be considered a little too much information for your sake, right? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but so, um, so tell us what happened at this particular live event with, uh, with the Red Show. So at this particular live event, it was where you would get, what is it called? Where you get your penis pierced. It's they called have a Prince Albert. A Prince Albert. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, the person who's related to me in my family was the guy who got the Prince Albert <laughs> and supposedly went to high school with Don as well. Okay, all right. So Casa, Casa Roble, is that where they went? Yeah, Casa. Yeah, that's right. That, that sounds right. Okay, so I wonder, so you haven't told Rob or Don this at all? No, they have no idea. So this, if they're listening back to this, this is the first time they're they're learning this? Correct. I don't think that that's something you don't remember. At least it's something that would be hard to forget, for lack of better words, because I did, they, did he do it in front of everybody, or was there like a screen uh, blocking him from the from the crowd and everybody. From what I understand, um, he got it done. Apparently, you know, the guys didn't want to look. But right. The females came and checked it out, and he had it on display. Like the female contestants that were on the stage with them? I don't know if they were contestants. I know for a fact that uh, he told me Dawn said she took a peek. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to quiz them on this. I'm not. I don't see. I'm not gonna promote any of this. I'm just going to sneak this in there just so oh, that, to see if anybody th- says anything. But I'll also mention that you have a personal uh, relationship with somebody who had a, a bit partaken with you in that uh, <laughs> in that. I, I didn't partake. I was, no, 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 I was no, fourth no. grade. No, I, I hope you didn't partake in that. That's just <laughs> inappropriate. Um, so what? So when when you first learned about the Rad Show, were you like riding in, riding to school every day and? 
and uh, and listening to him on the radio on your way to school? You know, honestly, my mom wouldn't let me listen to the Rad Show when I was a kid. It was off in her car. She tortured me with what was called Dr. Laura. I was tortured with Dr. Laura myself. It was awful. It was yep. so annoying. Yeah, so Rad was actually with if my uncle or my dad or my stepdad took me to school, then I would listen to Rad. But yeah, as far as my mom knew, I wasn't listening to it. That's so funny. Yeah, my, my mom would listen to Dr. Laura. She had like a, she listened to AM radio for the majority of the day, which was so boring because I hate the sound of AM radio in general. So I'm not really intrigued by the talk shows that they have on them at all. Um, but but then there was my dad would do the same. He would let me listen to the rad show if he were taking me to school. And I remember one of my first episodes or shows that I had listened to. Um, Dawn was talking about her big blue dildo, who she calls <laughs> Big Blue. And I'm sitting there, and and at the time, you know, Dawn still sounds like she's 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 got like this really wild child type of voice. So when you're a kid and you're first hearing her for the first time, you're like, oh my god. She's talking about putting things in her vagina and it's big and blue and, and my dad's sitting right there and I'm like a freshman in high school or something. And, and that was like my, I wouldn't say that was my first exposure to him, but, um, my mom was the opposite, uh, with the rat show than your mom. She actually, uh, pulled me out of school in sixth grade to go to one of these live events. They used to do these DUI awareness shows. Okay. Do you remember this? No, I, you know, I didn't even know they did live events until recently, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. I had, I had no clue. You are a pup. Yeah. So there, there, there was a time where they would do like live broadcasts from restaurants. Uh, there was the Elephant Bar in Citrus Heights back when that was a thing, <laughs> and the Hard Rock Cafe in downtown Sacramento back when that was a thing, and uh, it was at that at that Hard Rock where they had the DUI awareness show. And what they would do is they would set up on the stage and they'd have people, uh, you know, the the patrons and the the. the the crowd, the studio audience come in and they'd sit down at the tables and they'd we'd eat breakfast and, and drink our drinks and they would do their regular show remotely um, while getting drunk progressively throughout the show. And they had a CHP officer who would who would uh, monitor the thing, but also test each of them uh, throughout the show to demonstrate what it's like to blow a certain percentage and how long it takes and, and give us all the facts, right? Okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, totally fun. And I was in sixth grade and they were like throwing F-bombs and stuff during the, the commercial breaks and, and and it was morning zoo radio, just the epitome of it. But it was something different. It was on another level. It was so fun and entertaining and despite it being so early, which waking up this early never gets easier, does it? for you no no it's still struggle every morning so you've been you've been working with the show but not directly um for a couple of years now right no it's only been not even a year i think it was december or january yeah. i got put in the position time flies okay so and you're getting up at what like between three and four yeah the alarm clock goes off at 3 50 a.m mine goes off at 3 30 and lately i've been trying to get up earlier so i've been sending up at like at three and three fifteen. I give that snug little uh, snooze time between three fifteen and three thirty, but if I'm not out of bed by then, I'm I'm fucked. I need to <laughs> I need to get up, but it never gets easier. You can go to bed earlier and earlier the next day. It still is just inhuman to wake up that early. I yeah, think it's not um, natural. So despite that, even when I was a young age, I just thought this is so cool, so cool. And so I kind of willed myself into that direction from that young age. I even, uh, you mentioned that you had uh, worked on the radio station for the college for uh, ARC, right? No, I wasn't. No, it was an internet radio station. Internet radio, yeah, my right. dad, my dad, it was his. 
you did an internet, like a, like, almost well, not a pirate radio station, but you did your own radio show station out of your house? I did, yeah. We broadcast it out of my old bedroom, which we turned into an office. That's really cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. What kind of, what kind of uh, stuff did you do? Did you just do, like, similar DJ stuff? Like, that was, this is, weather's at the top of the hour type of thing? No, I did the, I did a show on Mondays, and it was from, like, noon to three, and it was called Afternoon Alternative, and I just played a playlist of active 90s alternative hits and just played those, and then I just... I brought bands in that were local and I interviewed them or I brought friends in and just talked with them and bullshitted with them and okay. we'd order food and judge the food sometimes. That was about it. <laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're really comfortable with a microphone and you're, you're, you don't have that nervousness that a lot of people do when they're first up on like doing something like this. Sure. And this is obviously so much more laid back and relaxed than like live radio, but at the same time, you seem like you, you kind of have your chops a little bit, so that's that's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think there was one more thing. Uh, what was it like first for your first time meeting Rob? Oh, it was nerve-wracking. It was, uh, I was shaking. I remember I put on my nice fancy watch and I banged it on his desk a few times because I was so nervous and didn't even know what I was doing with my hands. <laughs> oh, it wasn't to like get his attention like, oh, look at my Nikon. No, oh. no, no, it was not. <laughs> it was more like, Kunk, oh. That's a big Shit. desk. <laughs> I was a nervous wreck. I think I stumbled my words quite a bit, and um, it was just kind of hard to get the flow going with him. I mean, eventually we did. We talked for about an hour, so that was cool. I finally got all the nerves out of me. But even now, like I see him in the hall and everything, I'm like, don't make eye contact. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is still kind of weird. Like even if you like you've been with him for the amount of time that I have, like 15 years, you still look at him. You go, don't make eye contact, because he like he'll look at you and he say, don't make eye contact with me. He'll say that to your oh, face. Okay. Yeah. It's true. Did not know that was a thing. Just kidding. He won't do that. Okay, good. <laughs> I was like, no, Dawn, oh. Dawn will. She'll look at you and say, don't look at me right in my eyes. No, don't. You know, Dawn seems really nice. She's fed me already. We've all fed you. You have. Yeah, that's right. You and Queenie and Dawn. <laughs> we like to eat around here. I I, I know that uh, man, DoorDash has ruined us here. Okay. I, wish, I wish DoorDash was... That, see... Back when I was uh, working at 98 Rock and doing the producer thing there, mm-hmm. and I was like straddling the line of, of working for the show and, and uh, 98 Rock, um, I always wanted pizza to be delivered in the morning. Wouldn't it be great if there was an er, like early morning, late night pizza place yeah. that, that delivered? Yeah, it would be great. 11 a, uh, yeah, it's 11 a.m. is when they start. Yeah, but that's bullshit. <laughs> I want pizza at 8 a.m. because that's my lunchtime. <laughs> I hear you. What's your lunchtime during? No, the day? it is. It's about ten thirty. As soon as the show's done and I load up the segments at the the radio station, mm-hmm. it's uh it's go time. I usually grab a bite on the way here, but nice. I got stuck on a phone call and I just showed up in the parking lot and I was like, all right, I guess I'll suffer and not eat. So thank you for feeding me. Lunch was on me today. Was it, was, cool. it was it was payment for the broadcast thing. Oh, um, fair enough. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but um, I mean, what, what do you think? How do, what do you think of all this? this is pretty cool yeah no i think this is awesome it's a dream i can't believe i'm telling people i work here nice and oh i forgot to ask you what uh, what was it like meeting dom for the first time you know it wasn't as nerve-wracking as it was raw because i know she's very more she's she's a sweetheart you know oh, she's yeah. easy if i figured she was easily approachable she's kind of like a mom oh like, yeah like a really cool aunt or an awesome mom and yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i Open feel arms i feel like if i was in trouble with her it wouldn't be that bad well, just don't get in trouble with her, and you won't find out. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> she's like a she's like a bulldog. She's, she's she'll get on you if there's ever anything. But okay, uh, I don't think you have to worry about that. You're harmless. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. And uh, how do you, what do you think of Queenie? You know, Queenie was uh, 
we had a good conversation the first time I talked to her. You know, we kind of got the the um, cat out of the bag in a sense. You know, I brought up the the trans issue because you know I'm a straight guy. I had questions. Yeah. And we knocked it out, and I had a really good understanding on you know where she was coming from, and then where I was coming from, and we broke down the barrier pretty quick. I felt like, and then she bought me lunch too. Nice. Yeah. Well, see, you didn't you didn't piss her off. No. Unless you, you found a razor blade in your food. You know, if, yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't put one in yet. Good, good. Um, so, yeah, she's she's so educational and uh, open to just talking about it like it's a normal conversation. It's There's nothing, she beats around the bush with anything. I don't know if I could say that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? She's just, she's salt of the earth and she's really smart. And, and it's really cool to, to be able to um, have uh, somebody like Queenie around because it, there's so many walks of life now yeah. in this building and it's great. It's such a melting pot. No, it really is. Yeah. Well, that's what's cool about it is you can have a conversation with anybody about anything and you're going to get the truth and the full spectrum of it as well. So it's, it's really like a fresh breath of air to step in this building every morning. It, it really is. Yeah, right on. Now, uh, now I'm trying to think of all the, the, the hard questions, the grilling questions. Uh, what's your least favorite part about the show? Least favorite? Yes. Oh, man. The Dr. Rob letters, probably. Really? I don't like people calling up with complaints. I like to think that people can think for themselves. Okay. I, yeah. It kind of reminds me of Dr. Laura a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. See, I can I can vibe with that because I was stuck listening to the Dr. Dr. Laura when I was a kid, too. But aren't there ever any Dr. Rob letters that's like, you know what? I'm going through something very similar to that, and maybe I can learn something. I haven't found one yet, but really? I will pay closer attention. Yeah, well, that's just because you're a baby and you still have so much life to figure out. I guess. No, yeah, maybe. No. Or maybe you're just that well adjusted. I feel like some of them. I'm just like, come on, really? You yeah. Can figure that out. You don't have friends to talk to. Right. Right. <laughs> give give it give it some time with us, and we'll we'll uh, take that well adjustment and we'll <laughs> we'll tweak you a little bit. Right. Just kidding. Maybe we'll see what happens. All right. I th- I think that's it now. Okay, um, th- did I miss anything? I don't know. Did you hit all the topics you wanted to I th- hit? I think I did. I think I did. I think I cleaned that up towards the end there. So um, I'll criticize it later and I'll send you notes. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I won't. Um, ah, that's it. All right. Till next time. Namaste, yeah. bitches. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast.